Going Greyhounds for your daily update of the latest news and tips. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Going Greyhounds for Tuesday, October 17. My name is Kat Ernst and I'm here to talk all things greyhound racing for the next 30 minutes. And joining me as he does each and every week is Tab's Jared Daffy. Good morning to you, Daff. It was a big night for the Banana Benders at Wenny last uh, Friday night and I can't believe you went against the home state. No, I find it hard to believe myself. Kat, good morning to you and good morning to the listeners. But I must admit, turn the clock back a month ago and if somebody had said to you that Jay Jay uh, would be the million dollar uh, chase winner, he would have locked them up because he was beaten unplaced at Grafton in that final air behind Cash Master uh, but thankfully um, the Zamets, uh, well, as we'll talk to Mick about that, went home and had a bit of a think about it and decided to persevere and he went bang 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 and he lands the million dollars it was a great result, and also uh, Mick's brother, Tony, had success in the Sydney Cup, Val Policella, running a placing behind Zipping Vanessa. Uh, let's just touch on a few of the other features from Friday Night Daft, because I thought she, in particular, she was absolutely brilliant, Zipping Vanessa, and to do what she did from Box 7, a lot of people sort of thought she may struggle from out there, given the depth of the field, but she just proved that she is... is one of the top stayers, if not the top stayer going around at the moment. Yeah, quite right. It was rather impressive performance uh, in complete contrast to what we saw in the heat be- uh, the week before. But she was in trouble early uh, and, and giving you know some really good stays, a pretty decent start. But uh, as good dogs do, she rounded them up and actually was quite impressive in the finish. Even the time was good considering where she came from early, 41.81. She defeated Richard Piper pretty easily. Val Policella would be much better for that run there, but I guess she'll come back to Queensland. Zohar Bar was backed off the map. Uh, he got into a bit of trouble early, but you can't take anything away from the winner. She gave them a start and a nice old beating. And it's interesting too, Daph, we often talk about the depth of the staying ranks not being there with the sprinters, but arguably I'd say at the moment... Um, it's probably the deepest I've seen it in a number of years. Obviously, we'd never had Palawa King or Zipping Orlando there for that series as well. They were notable omissions. They obviously went for the million-dollar chase instead. But just um, in regards to a couple of the big features that are going to be now coming up down in Melbourne, it's really exciting. You've also got the good dogs of Rob Britton's that never come up for the Sydney Cup series. So it's going to be an exciting carnival coming up if some of these other dogs do go on the road, which you'd expect. You would think so, and and I just speaking of Rob Britton, obviously we're talking about like wildfire, um, but the others in that litter, uh, I think it was Trappeteers was beaten yesterday somewhere. I, I think we'll see these dogs step out over the longer trip sooner rather than later. So you know, you have a look down. Well, the Top Gun Stars field is a classic example of the depth of it. Like wildfire, Zohar Bale, the $4 equal favourites. Then Palawa King at five fifty. Corbin Magic still going around, zipping Orlando, no luck the other night. Then you've got the likes, likes of Ariane Bale, Corda. Moraine Susie was impressive a couple of days ago. Rip and Grace, um, yeah, the depth the depth is unbelievable. And and that's for getting dogs like Locked On Scotch, Ritzer Piper, Punter's Bandit, etc. And a couple of other feature races to touch on from Friday night, starting with the Young Stars final, Rocket Riot. He is absolutely in rarefied air at the moment. He's flying, and I guess uh, when you come out in 5.34, they're going to find it pretty hard to run you down, Daff. 
Well, impossible. Uh, that, that's about as quick as you can go. And 29.64 overall, he's just an improving dog all the time. He's in the right hands, isn't he, uh, Rocket Ripe? At that early speed, it, it's going to be uh, magic for him going forward. That Princess Ripe breed just continues to throw and throw and throw. 16 starts now for 10 wins, and he's only just turned two years of age. And one of my favourite races on the calendar anywhere in the country is the Masters Meteor Final, $100,000 for the oldies. And I must admit, when Stout Manelli led down the back, I thought that they would be very, very hard-pressed to run him down. So Fernando Hunter's effort was enormous, 29.87, and retires a winner and a deserved one because I know that that had been a series that Daryl and Michelle had targeted with him for a long time. I can't argue with anything you said there. When Stout Manelli led, I thought, well, that's the end of that. We know how strong he is, but Fernando Hunter, and it certainly didn't have it all its own way, Fernando Hunter, but he got there in the finish by a tick under two lengths, 29.87, a pretty serviceable run. Aston Barrick ran his usual uh, creditable race for third. But some of those others there, Hilltop Jack, Zippy Tesla, I see, is back in Melbourne. I think he's in at Sandown on Thursday night. Aston Ulysses. What, the form that they're in and the times that they're running, Cat, these dogs are going to keep going around. I know Fernando Hunter's completely different because he's been retired, but these dogs are going to keep going around. They're going to keep winning. And it's incredible just the depth of that Masters Meteor race. If that was your million-dollar chase final, you wouldn't have complained, the quality that that Masters Meteor was. No, what those, what that entire field have been able to, able to do over their whole careers uh, and the times they've run at various tracks, and that, you're quite right, is you know really, really hot field. Now let's get into the million-dollar chase review itself, and we'll start off by listening to the replay of Jay's Jay. Racing now, Postman Pat only out reasonably. Away fast, Cumbria King down on the inside will lead to the first turn from Postman Pat who pushed through. JSJ railed up behind them. They're followed to fourth, Balauna, one hot band at the outside. Next, Tinker Norm has ability. Yachi Bayo last. Down the back, JSJ getting up on the inside of Cumbria Kid and the Queenslanders hit the lead. They're followed Postman Pat, one hot bandit, and Balauna around the turn. JSJ drew two links in front. Cumbria Kid's coming back. JSJ just in front. JSJ for Queensland has won the million dollar chase and beaten Cumbria Kid Postman Pat. One hot bandit, no luck at all. Uh, listen to that crowd. It was a night to remember there at Wentworth Park on Friday night. And one person who's certainly not going to forget it anytime soon is co-trainer of JSJ, Mick Zamet. Good morning to you, Mick. Morning, Chad. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Has it sunk in yet? Ah, uh, sort of. Um, yeah, it's hard to explain. Uh, yeah, you get goosebumps just listening to the call. Um, yeah, it's just it's hard to believe, you know, you, yeah, no to the short answer. <laughs> Mick, you become a bit of a media tart. I mean, Saturday night there was that lengthy uh, post-race interview, which I must admit was fabulous vision, when Selena came back to you, and, and of course uh, Tony chimed in at one stage as well. But I read on the drive back on Saturday you, you took numerous calls. You had a, a 15-minute uh, catch-up with Johnny Brash yesterday. So you've been a busy, busy man. I don't know what we can ask you that hasn't already been asked. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> it's me too. But, oh, look, we could... Oh, we're that excited. We could probably talk about everything and anything um, all day. It's just been unbelievable. I don't know where to start, you know. So do your best. Let, <laughs> so. Let's let's rewind back to Friday and um, going down for the race. How were the nerves? What were your expectations? Um, we knew that Postman Pat was going to be awfully hard to beat, but he had his box and he was going into the race high on confidence. What were your thoughts heading to Wentworth Park on Friday? 
we we knew we were a good chance, but we knew how good Paston Pat is and, and the rest of the field. And probably the worry with our bloke is he hadn't been showing a lot of speed, but to counteract the, his hardy starts, uh, he, he had a good box. So we thought, oh, we're a hope, you know, because of the way the way the field was. We thought if we can just get on the fence, uh, we probably thought we'd be in under the one, but, um, you know, that's... We're just, we're just lucky the way the race panned out, you know, that he, he, he actually jumped good, but he jumped um, a little bit sideways and he sort of come out, I'd say, on his wrong leg or whether the one sort of balked him when he, when he jumped and moved off. I don't know what he did, but it, it probably paid, played into his hands of getting into a better position than what he may have. So, yeah. Mick, you, you touched on Grafton the other night. If I can go back a couple of runs beforehand... He was he was beaten off the red at Albion Park by Bears Bullet. Then he then he won, he won off the blue box. But he, it took him a long time to ran, run down Magistrate in thirty oh one. Magistrate's a quick dog, but I don't know what you thought. But I thought, gee, this dog's three or four lengths below what we know he can run. Maybe maybe he's he's that's where he is now. But then he went to Grafton and he, you know he disappointed in that final there. Yet you chose to to carry on with uh, with the million dollar chase. Um, campaign, and well, we all know what happened there. Yeah, uh, you're 100%. When he just won off the blue against Magistrate, well, we knew that he wasn't right, and um, he had an ordinary blood count, so that's he had a couple of weeks off for that, and that and that's why we chose to go to Graft. And you know, with the preparation, we thought, oh, we didn't want to miss out on trying to qualify. Um, so, but we were. Yeah, we knew there was something wrong, and he had just a late blood count. That's, he never hit the line, but he, um, you know, the, but then he needed those couple of runs, of, I suppose, to, you know, good hard runs and race starts to get fitter, I suppose. So, yeah. And he took to Wentworth Park like a duck to water. His semi-final performance was brilliant, twenty-nine forty odd, and I thought his city qualifying win the week before was arguably as impressive. He got turned sideways through the first turn. Um, that's one thing you have to say about this dog is just he's got that much tenacity. He just doesn't know when to give up, does he? Yeah, every he had to earn it. Um, you know, the, and getting back to Grafton, he we thought he was he was going well, and I th- we thought we had him a hundred percent. He just slipped slightly on the mat coming out, and he lost his position. And but saying that, we weren't sure whether he was back, whether he was going to be good enough, and it was. It was a bit of a risk to sort of go, um, you know, to sort of go, go there, we're sort of thinking. But we, uh, I know I'm getting off track, but we just knew that he was, if, if we were ever going to win a race like the Million Dollar Chase, we, he's the dog we've, we've got that can do it. So, yeah, so that's why we pressed on. And Mick, next week we've got the Heats of the Ipswich Cup. Um, that, that winner in two weeks' time, $150,000 to the winner's Group 1 status. So, it's certainly been elevated, particularly from a prize money perspective. Now, I saw where you said that's his next start in the heats next week. I don't think, has he ever raced at Ipswich? Never raced there, Jared, but he has trialled there and he goes really good there. He had early trials there before he ever raced. Okay. And he trialled before he went to Grafton there and he, 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 he never had a full trial over the 500. But he's been box to box, and he's been 4:31, and, and he's probably been pace to pace there. Uh, and he, he has uh, run the hands off the clock there 
uh, several times. We've never been disappointed when we've told him to put it up. That's not surprising. Will you get an opportunity to put him around before the heats next week? Um, possibly. Yeah, I, we don't know. We'll just see. We're not. Um, he's, look, he's probably had five or six trials there, so I don't know whether we really need to. Um, so, okay. Yeah. So that brings us to the next question, Mick. If he is successful and um, progresses through to the Ipswich Cup final, that leaves you in a, a little bit of a sticky position regarding the top gun. So does that mean he would potentially bypass the top gun because, of course, that final is only around nine days after the Ipswich Cup? Yeah, um, we it sort of threw a spanner in the works. We never really thought about the, the top gun, but um, we've done a lot of travelling lately and we're sort of thinking, oh, you know, we've been to Grafton twice, we've been to Sydney, all by mode, obviously three return trips to Sydney, so we sort of put off. And saying that, I mean, the dog's obviously just relishes the driver, doesn't bother him, but, you know, you're probably... So we, we don't know, we don't know. We're, we're, we're keen to sort of have a crack at the Ipswich Cup. We've never won one, we've got off. Same thing, if we're ever going to win an Ipswich Cup, it'll be probably for the dog like him. Um, mm. So, yeah, but we I suppose... We have got an invitation, so I suppose if we will we'll throw a nomination in and just see what happens, um, if we you know, hopefully get that is, field, we'll, yeah. It is one thing to consider, I suppose, as well, um, $150,000 for the Top Gun when you're racing for that same prize money in your backyard. <laughs> yeah, and oh, I suppose if it's cup, you've still got to qualify. You've still got to, you know, I'd say you'd have to really win your heat to get through to the final. So, yeah, and it's switch, so that, that's probably one thing to consider, but... Um, yeah, it's sort of still, we've only got to travel an hour um, to sort of go there, so it's sort of a, we've sort of got to sum it up. I mean, we're trying, probably, if all going well, probably the Phoenix is a race we're looking at. Um, so in, later in the year, you know, and that's only probably two months away. So we're just, we've got a lot to consider, and uh, yeah, we just all have to talk about it and see what we can. Uh, which way we go. The Phoenix is an interesting one, Mick, because obviously you can qualify uh, and get the Queensland uh, racing slot uh, via Albion Park, or perhaps somebody else might contact you and get a slot that way. Have you heard from anybody since uh, Friday night? I haven't, no, no. Um, but the, yeah, I mean, that's a race we'd, we'd love to be in, uh, put it that way, So, but we haven't heard from anyone. So, But it is still two months away, I don't. Uh, no, its slots are taken or who the slot holders are. I know Racing Queensland and a lot of the big sports companies. I haven't really delved into all that much, but I know. Um, are, are there many slots taken yet or not? I don't. I think I don't there's two: clue. Postman Pat definitely, and Alpha Zulu uh, definitely. So there's a couple of the Thompson runners already taken. Obviously, we've got the Queensland slot. And there are others, but you're right. There's there's still two months to go. But I think it'd be an ideal dog around around the meadows. And do you have anybody that you work closely with down there that you could send me down and put him around a few times? Um, yeah, yep. Um, I know um, a couple of Steve White. Uh, oh, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And that is um, that is plural. There's um, two, uh, Stephen Bruce and uh, Stephen White from Bunyip. So yeah, yeah, but. Uh, we'll just see what what happens. But I mean, I, I honestly think he'd fly around there because he just runs the bends in the back straight. They just yeah. um, the way he runs the bends. It's just it's, that's his greatest asset, I think. Uh, 
And final one from me, how are the family reacting to the win from Friday night? Of course, your mother-in-law, Lillian Jones, owns this dog and obviously uh, pretty special to the family with uh, him being out of Kealoa, who was your father, late father-in-law's last um, dog that he trained, um, Selena's father. Yeah. So just talk us through that connection and how much it's meant to the family and how excited they all are. Yeah, it's just um, it's hard to put into words because it, when I'll start when we won the Derby earlier in the year, we were on cloud nine. We we thought, oh, how good this, right? We thought, oh, because of the dog and you know to win a feature race like that, it was just a you know it was a it was a real highlight um, because we we just knew how good he was and what the and the Lil and her family and our family and it was just amazing and um, and just. I suppose we both lost our um, fathers, you know, in the last, you know, five or six years. So it's sort of, uh, it was very special for both of us on a lot of levels, you know, like having having a dog like this and having, and but especially for to Lillian, um, her late husband's dog and named in honour of him. It's just, uh, yeah, it's just a fairy tale sort of story, I suppose, from our point of view, you know, but, and very emotional, you know, obviously because of that connection. Um, yeah, it's yeah. fantastic. You could you could see that you could see that uh, Saturday night, and I mean we all knew the story going in and going out of it. So it's a, a fabulous win for the kennel, and also Lillian, uh, Mick, and of course I don't think we've seen the end of uh, wins with JSJ yet. And finally, before we let you go, you've been affectionately known as Group One Mick for as long as I can remember. There's a massive massive push now to be uh, to be changing that to million dollar mick now i know you say you don't care but is that a moniker that you can wear million dollar mick <laughs> as i as i said to someone um as long as it's not derogatory i don't really care because <laughs> so, i have been called other things in my lifetime so yeah you can see where i'm coming from yeah, oh, yeah certainly can all right mick yeah. one of the one of the great stories of the year congrats again to uh yourself and Selena and of course Selena and the rest of the family as well it's it's it is a family fan it was nice to see Tony little cameo there in the interview um Saturday <laughs> night yeah. uh yes. putting his head in as well it's all part of the the big story isn't it it, it is yeah yeah it's it's amazing you know we've been in racing all our lives and you think oh it, you know they just goes to show you when you when you love a sport I mean it just means so much to us you know and, um, and family it's more than just the race it's uh um, I don't know. It's everything sort of just coming to a to a head, you know, on a pinnacle, and you're thinking, God, how good's that? You know, you think, even watching them, the other ones you see over the years, you get emotional thinking, God, have a look at that. You know, imagine winning a, having a dog like that and winning a race like that one. Yeah, when um, you're there. Yeah, it's just amazing. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And I'd just like to thank everyone for the well wishes we felt, you know. Um, it was, it's been enormous, you know. Um, it's really humbling, and uh, we really appreciate it all. Thoroughly deserved. Thanks for your time this morning, Mick. Hopefully we're talking to you after another JSJ win very, very shortly. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. There he is, Mick Samet. Uh, Mick and Selena uh, put the polish on JSJ. Gee, it was a popular win, Cat. Um, that, you know, they're so well respected and liked in Queensland racing and, and really anywhere they've gone, uh, they thoroughly deserve that win with JSJ. And he's been such a consistent dog for such a long time. There's been big raps on him since he first stepped out as a baby and um, I know he'd won a derby but really deserved uh, a, you know a major race on 
his resume. Yeah. He's been such a consistent dog. Obviously holds the track record up there at Albion Park. So, yeah, thoroughly deserved by the Zamet family and, and the dog himself. Um, and it's going to be really exciting to see what happens over the next few months. They've got plenty of options with him. So um, all eyes on where he heads to next. Yes, it sounds like it'll be We'll be Ipswich next week. All right, well, that's uh, Jay's day. We've got that behind us. We're going to take a short break and then catch up with Jason Magri, who we do catch up with pretty regularly, but he put the polish on this terrific youngster zipping Megatron from Wentworth Park Saturday night. One of the most anticipated rematches ever. On 11 days' notice, I'm ready for the rematch. Australia, no excuses. UFC 294, Markachev versus Volkanovski Sunday morning. Order a main event with KO Sports. No subscription needed. Pick your favourite Kia from the award-winning Kia Sportage to the street-cred-delivering Kia Seltos or Kia's most powerful car ever, the all-electric EV6 GT. Book a test drive today to find your chosen one. Find out more at kia.com.au or drop into your nearest Kia dealer. Kia, movement that inspires... On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to going greyhounds. They're racing. Zipping Megatron, each up much cleaner tonight. Out fast, been a long time. But Zipping Megatron will go through and he'll lead and he speeds away from Zipping Bentley to second. Been a long time, third. Battle Tears, fourth, getting on to heels. They're followed by Simon Accord. Well back in the field, Tootsie Tears, Superstar Ethics and eight way. What are you talking about? That was Zipping Megatron winning the maiden final at Wentworth Park on Friday night and joining us now to have a chat about that dog is trainer Jason Magri. Good morning to you, Jace. Let's uh, go back to Friday night and relive that win because uh, 29.42 with breaking a maiden. Geez, it's some impressive performance. He's got a very bright future, doesn't he? Yeah, he's got a bright future if he holds together on that, but he went nice on Friday to come out to do. He come out clean and he he pushed up nice and the further they went, the further he went. He's pretty strong, which is good. Yeah, he looks a strong dog, uh, Jason, but I suppose it's only his second start. You know, we've seen plenty of youngsters down through history run fast times and not go on with it, but when you line it up, uh, that time against the likes of uh, what JSJ was able to run and some of those other performers on Friday night, uh, you've got to take a lot of pleasure out of that. Yeah, you do. You take a lot of pleasure out of it. But like you said, Jared, is, a lot of young dogs, they run time on their like at a lower class and on their own. They've got to step up. And every time you put them in, you want them to step up against the better dogs and perform. That's, that's when you know you've got something. So he's, he's still got to do that, and fingers crossed he, he can. The scary thing is, Jason, 11.59 run home at only second start. I've always thought that when they can run those sort of times when they're starting out their career, it means that they're going to be destined to, to get over more ground later on. Um, no doubt that's got to be in the back of your mind already, even though he is so young, and obviously being out as a big mitzi, she could... Uh, she was no slouch herself, obviously got over the middle distance trip. So um, just talk us through your thinking there with him. Is there going to be a rush to get him up or are you just going to take him through the lower grades first? 
Well, I'll probably just run him through the lower grades and me, me next aim, if he gets keeps going good, I want to get him ready for the derby in January. Um, he probably will stay. I'm not, I'm not 100% yet. It is a staying line, but that's down the track as we do it. I, I really not thinking about that at the moment. Jason, you've had wonderful success with the with the zipping dogs, the Helen and Breed, and Helen and themselves have got zippings that are winning everywhere at the moment. Just talk us through the process. Do, when when you got this fellow, do do Marty and the crew ring up and say, "Gee, we've got one out of the box here," or is here's a handful? Do your best. Oh, you get told probably three months prior there's a litter coming, so so you know you've got them coming. <clears throat> then they break in. And um, they just say they're breaking in good. But if there's one like something showing something, he'll say, this one here looks pretty promising. And that, that's what happened with Megatron. They, after one or two runs, they rang me. So this one here goes, real, real good. Um, see what you think. And after two trials, or he went around Richmond, he ran home like, he ran 18 dead or something, run home in like 10.50 or 10.40 something. And I said, he, he's got something there, you know. And it was a great night all around for you on Friday. You got a winning double there at Wentworth Park and ran a very close, well, I shouldn't say close, it wasn't that close, but uh, Blue Falcon was second in the Young Star Classic and was a, a really good run from box six. He's got a bright future and was probably a little bit overlooked in that race. And um, then the next night, backed it up with another double at Wentworth Park. So it's been quite a good few days for the team, Jace. Yeah, we had a real good weekend. It's it's good when you have those weekends and those nights, especially like a Friday night. It's you, you want to race at those big big meetings. You know, it's good atmosphere and you set your dogs up for those races. When it pulls off, it it's a good thrill, you know. So and then it just rolled over the next night and we got a couple more winners, which is good. So it just it makes you get up in the morning. You're more cleaner. To keep, keep getting the success you keep getting. And Jason, you touched on uh, you're looking ahead to the derby, which is in January with with Sipping Megatron. Is it tempting to to get on the road? There's so many rich races around Australia. Um, you know, and I know he's a young dog, and there'll be other young dogs that will contest some of those races. Is it tempting? It is tempting, but I just like to run them through their grades when they're younger, like. Give them ten or twelve starts, so they they get used to the caper and that. And that race will be perfect. He'll probably have ten or twelve starts under his belt. The Derby, and if you're still going well, that that's the race I want to aim for. It's the race I like going for all the time with young male dogs. So I know there's other races around like you can go, but then you have to go and trial, come back, and you lose two weeks trialing and coming back. And you'd rather be racing them and giving them race field experience and more confidence in the field. So that, that's what I like doing with them when they're young like that. And we just mentioned Blue Falcon uh, running second in the Young Star Classic. What's next on the agenda for him and another one that you've got in the kennel zipping smudge? They've both got yeah, really strong records to start their careers. Are you heading towards a race like Goulburn with them? Um, Falcon will be going back to Wenny on Saturday. They've got grade five hoots. Um, he's on the same path as Megatron. I want to head him up to the Derby. In dinner, he'll be 
probably have 20 starts by then. Um, he might even go to Gosford before that. I've got to work it out. But as um, long as he's going good, that's what we'll be doing with him. Um, Zipping Smudge, unfortunately, he broke a hock in a trial three weeks after his last start. Put him up at Appen and he, he broke a hock going up in a straight line. So he's out for three months, probably four months before he comes back. So um, we're up in the air with him. Oh, that's bad luck about him. Well, Friday night was uh, obviously one of the great nights on the calendar, particularly with that million-dollar chase. But I think Zipping Megatron added to uh, the theatre of the night with that scintillating time off the red box. We're really look- looking forward to his future, Jason, and hopefully we can catch up with you again soon. Yeah, I hope so, Jared. I appreciate that. Thanks. Jason Magri puts the polish on Zipping Ma- uh, Megatron. Good pup. Yeah, definitely is. And I was just looking up Jace's records there while we were on the phone with him. He's getting a He's 41% strike. 41% I didn't know it was strike that good. rate for 2023. That's yeah. incredible. 97 winners. So just three off cracking the century. It's um, a nice little kennel that he's got there. You wouldn't mind having a few of them yourself. Yeah, no, good trainer. And, and uh, you can tell that. And you can just tell in his voice there that uh, the, the time and effort he puts into it, you know, it must be tempting with a dog like this to be travelling him around, but, you know, the thought process, he's already talking about January, how many races he'll get into him by then, and others as well. So that's what the good trainers do, Kat. Yep, patience, it all pays off in the end. Okay, well, you briefly touched on the Goulburn uh, meeting there this week. It's Goulburn Cup heats on Friday. We'll take a short break, then we'll catch up with Gary Clark. We're on. We're ready for the Tab Everest. And the gates open there. Think about it from Senator Private Eye. I wish I win. Think about it in front from I wish I win. Think about it. The horse that does not know how to lose. Marvellous ride. Great result for the Joe Pride. Proven thoroughbred to get first and third in the Tab Everest. What a horse. Doesn't know how to lose. That's a pretty good quality for a racehorse, isn't it? <laughs> you feel like Edmund Hillary, don't I? Once you climb Mount Everest, what do you do after that? He's just got a great motor, clearly. You know, V8 engine and a mind to match. Got so many things to tell you. I'm going to cry, I'm going to pass out, I'm going to do a backflip, I don't know. I just knew he simply had too many gears. It's the best. It's the best of the best. And uh, we're just proud to be part of it. The Tab Everest on Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab. Most anticipated rematches ever. On 11 days' notice, I'm ready for the rematch. Australia, no excuses. UFC 294, Markachev vs. Volkanovski, Sunday morning. Order a main event with KO Sports. No subscription needed. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to Going Greyhounds. Welcome back to Going Greyhounds. Our last guest for the day is the president of the Goulburn Greyhound Racing Club and Sky Race Caller, Gary Clark. Good morning to you guys. Yeah, very good morning, Kat, and good morning, Jared. Let's uh, dive straight into things because we've got heats of the Goulburn Cup and the Fireball at Goulburn this week. It's uh, always a series that attracts plenty of quality and we're expecting another good turnout this year. Yeah, we are pretty excited already seeing the uh, the nominations this morning. Um, we're very, very pleased with the response once again. We've ended up with 34 nom- sorry, 35 noms for the Golden Cup, so there'll be four heats there. And the Fireball, great response there, 46 nominations, so there'll be six heats of the Fireball. So 
and that's a race that's really developed since it started in 2017. We've had some uh, some hot fields for that fireball over recent years, but of course the cup, the $40,000 to the winner, and uh, once again, you know, we're going to see uh, you know some pretty you know high class racing over the next two Fridays. As I said, just judging by those norms that uh, I've looked at this morning. Uh, I think we're in for uh, some great racing on Friday. And, you know, if the right dogs can get through, I think we're in for a real hot final uh, in about 10 days' time. Are you able to run us through some of those um, entries for the cup heats, Gary? Yeah, Jared. Um, okay, to give you an idea, uh, firstly from New South Wales, you're just talking with Jason Magary. He's nominated Zipping Novak. Of course, uh, he's already been in four group finals. Uh, he ran second in the Bulleye Cup Group 2 final earlier this year. So that's one of the runners that uh, Jason's got in. He's also got Oscar Moses. He's a monster of a dog, this, but uh, he's a terrific one-turn track dog. He, he comes off his last start on place running the uh, Group 2 Capella Bar Cup. He uh, finished third in the Heathville uh, Group 3 Cup earlier this year. Look, he's had experience uh, at Goldman. He, he, back in March, he did win a Goldman in 24.79 early in his career. We've seen what he can do at Bulleye also, 26.05 with some scorching runs there. So, you know, I think Goldman will be absolutely ideal. This race will be perfect for him, although he's probably getting up a couple of levels now. But I think Zipping Novak will be the major uh, force for uh, Jason Magri there. Uh, we've got um, Battle Royal from uh, Anthony as a party in Victoria. Anthony always knows the right dog to bring. He probably is going to bring Big Daddy, but he just keeps breaking down. He's, uh, he really had no luck with this dog uh, since he won the Southern Stars back in July, and he was going to set him for the Million Dollar Chase. He broke down in trials. He's starting to come back, get ready for the cup, and he's broken down again. So uh, things not going well there. But uh, he's got Battle Royal in. He's won 10 out of 27. So that'll be Anthony's runner. David Gill, another one that comes up every year. He's been coming over the last five years or so. David, he, of course, won the Cup in 2019 with Emerald Rainbow. He's nominated Firehose and also Always a Thrill. Of course, Firehose won the Million Dollar Chase Regional Final at Goulburn uh, a couple of months ago. And uh, he's already won 18 out of 46. Uh, he made the Shepparton and Cup Group 2 final earlier this year. And he comes off uh, quite an easy win at Geelong last Friday. So he knows the track well. He, we know what time he can run. The other runner that David's got always a thrill. Interesting runner. He finished third in the Group 2 Shepherd and Cup. So, uh, again, you know, this top-class uh, chaser uh, be one of the two runners for David. I said he just knows the right dogs uh, to bring up. Uh, they've always seems to have the uh, experience of Goldman, whether they have a run there or he comes up in trials. So he knows he does the right thing. Uh, we've got Hazability for Stuart Hazlitt coming out of the Million Dollar Chase final. Uh, we expected uh, he'd be trying to win his uh, his home cup. One Hot Bandit who finished fourth in the Million Dollar Chase uh, for Andy and Jody Lord. Um, they've got a couple in. They've also got uh, Coin Model and also Bandit Bullet. Another couple from the uh, Lord Kennel. Um, we've also got uh, Peter Lagogiani. I think I mentioned that already, haven't I? Yeah. Uh, no, Fast Reason. Peter's got uh, fast reason in also. So, you know, there's some really good nominations. Uh, quantifiable for Chris O'Brien's another one. But we can't forget uh, Cat and Joe with Nengar Jim. Uh, I think he'll play a very big part. He, he looks a real good, smart young dog, ready for this uh, level now of racing. And uh, that trial last Friday before the first uh, 24.66. They haven't been running a great deal of time over the last few months during winter, so that's an exceptional time first up on the track, but I think as I said, the cat, that second section of 10.80 is absolutely flying, 
So that pickup speed that he has shown, that acceleration between the 350 box in the first corner in that trial, the run 1080 <clears throat> is very, very strong. And if you're getting into those low 1080 second split at Goulburn, you're going to be 1-2 at the first corner. And normally that's roughly where you're going to finish. Give you an idea too, Wow run 1072 second split when he won his second uh, Goulburn Cup. So that's how quick that Nangar Jim's gone. So, yeah, these noms look very encouraging, uh, Jared, come Friday. Yeah, they're going to be hot heats. Uh, maybe the fact that there's only four sort of congested so much from a, from a betting perspective as well, where you've got you know four or five main chances in each of the heats. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they're formatted. I mean, we just hope that we don't get three or four you know strong chances in the one heat, and and hopefully they sort of you know able to uh, you know be formatted out where we can hopefully get two and three strong chances every heat and get hopefully the best dogs given luck in running through to what would be an outstanding final. So, yeah, I mean, box draw, of course, uh, Jerry's going to play an important part, as it does with all feature races. But I think particularly, too, when you, you get the speed dogs on the one-turn track like this, um, you know, box draws do become important. And uh, particularly, as I said, I think those first two sections uh, will play a very big part as to the outcome and the makeup of the final. It's just so important, that early speed. So... Um, it's going to be absolutely pivotal, the box draw as well, um, given the heats are going to be stacked. And you mentioned the fireball as well. Uh, interesting that you're going to get six heats of that, Gaz. Yeah, as I said, it's really a race cat that's really developed since we started back in 2017. We I sort of thought back then that, you know, we needed a supporting race for the Golden Cup and um, sort of discussed it with, with our committee and that and uh, I said look we need to come up with a, a race to support the, the cup and I come up with the fireball and we started that back in 2016 uh, which was won by Spider's brother at the time uh, we've had Expressive, Mooning on Hall who ran a race record for Anthony as a party he won it in 2018 Sweet City Woman won it in 2019 she's turning out to be a real good brood bitch uh, on the rocks, won it in 2020, and four weeks later she made the Group One Sapphire final at uh, at Sandown. Father Rick run it in 2021, and Apollo Speed uh, was able to take it out last year. So, look, he, he returns again. Apollo uh, Speed uh, this year. I, I don't think he's going quite as well, but I suppose they've got to give him another go. Father Rick, as I said, won it in 21. He's nominated again. Uh, David Gill's got uh, a runner in General Winston. Uh, he's nominated. And Anthony has a party. I said he's already won it once. He's got a couple of interesting runners here, particularly Packham Silk. Now, he brought this dog up for a couple of runs at the track last month, and he bolted in on both occasions. He ran 1974 and then 1965. So, uh, again, Anthony's done the right thing. He looked really good. He just opened the field up. Uh, I think he's got the right dog there. He's also uh, got another runner in Renegade um, Kachit. So he did run second to Pack and Silk in one of those races, but I think Pack and Silk looks the superior there. Uh, hooked on fame. He's absolutely flying at the moment. Uh, he's certainly uh, not without a hope either. Uh, Fascinate Donald. We know how good he is. Uh, Armitry Cash for Peter Lagogiani. Uh, Rocky Reef and Clara Chance uh, for the uh, the Bradens, who was absolutely flying. He's won about his last five. So, again, we've got some very, very fast dogs for the fireball. Interestingly, yeah. you, sorry, sorry you, mentioned, you mentioned Packham Silk. Um, she is actually a litter sister to Nangar Jim, and uh, it's, it's an incredible litter, Nangar Gypsy. I know Dennis has got a massive rap on her, and, of course, Heidi McGraw, who won the uh, Maiden Classic up at Grafton. So it's a ripping litter. 
Yeah, it sounds like, and it looks like they're certainly uh, inundated with natural uh, speed too, Cat. We've seen what Nango Jim can go, and obviously, you know, with Pack and Silk. I mean, he's won a Dolben when he ran 29.65 last month. He was moderately away, but he had amazing pickup speed. That that drive in that first 50 way, he found his stride, and he just put the field away down the side. And I think between him and the third dog, there was about 13 lengths, so he just broke the field right up. His kennel mate finished second, so... Yeah, it is a leader that's just got this natural speed. And the most important part about the speed is that they've got it for the first 150 metres. And as you know, that's where races are won. Yeah, he's got some uh, some handy grounds in his kennel, Anthony. As a party, you're not afraid to travel with them either. So we've got four heats of the cup and obviously six heats of the fireball. So it's going to be a big day there on Friday, Gary. Unfortunately, um, we won't listen to your dulcet calls there. I would love to be there on Friday, but unfortunately uh, I can't. I'll be up at Newcastle. Kel will be doing the honours there, but uh, can't wait for next week. I'll certainly be down calling the uh, the final meeting and certainly looking forward to that, Jared. All right. Good luck to the club. Uh, either way, it's going to be a terrific final, uh, just judging by the great, or both finals, the Golden Cup and the Fireball. Uh, thanks for your time this morning, Gary. We'll catch you shortly. Oh, I appreciate uh, talking about it and covering it. Thanks very much, Jared. Thanks, Kat. Gary Clark. Resident race caller, but also president of the Goulburn Greyhound Racing Club. He's a very busy man, Gaz, so we appreciate his time. And, yeah, no doubt the club is very excited. Um, oh, probably a little bit disappointing to only get the four heats, but, geez, they're going to be stacked with quality data. Yeah, I, I, can, I can see what you're saying, but sometimes four heats, four quality heats are better than six or seven where you've got vacant boxes and, you know, dollar ten pops. I don't think anybody wants that, so... At least it does give dogs that are beaten an opportunity to get into the final if you run second, but looking forward to that on Friday. You've touched on on your dog. Uh, you'll be looking for an outside draw? Yeah, I think it, or, it doesn't really concern me. I think it's just more the dogs that are drawn around him. He, um, as Gaz just touched on, he does have that brilliant early speed, so um, he's not always the first out under the lids, but if he gets left alone, he's um, yeah, he's really hits the ground running, so... Yeah, just hopefully uh, a little bit of luck and he gets into the race. Okay, well, that's Friday. All right, uh, that's going greyhounds for another week, a a wrap of the Million Dollar Chase, uh, JSJ, Zipping Megatron, and, of course, those heats of the Golden Cup and the Fireball at Golden on Friday afternoon. That draw will be out later today, Kat, so I'm assuming we'll have markets up as soon as we can after that. Yep, it's going to be a cracker of a series. Best of luck to everyone going around. All right, Kat, going greyhounds for another week. We'll do it all again next Tuesday. Looking forward to it.